Hello, my name is Dr. Fabrice Robert Lubin, and I am a clinical psychologist. And I am Rachel Wagoner, and I'm a clinical therapist. Welcome to Mindful Chatter. This is a place where we keep it real, keep it relevant, catching up with one another, and most importantly, catching up with you. We're catching up, we're catching up. I feel like it's been forever since we've caught up. It has been forever. Probably because we've been taking vacations yeah well i mean i haven't this summer you have been up in your vacation game and i'm so proud of you for that i think that's amazing as i as i related before it was inspired by you rachel oh i think my my passive aggressive jealousy (laughs) of all the infinite vacations you seem to be going on it was really passive aggressive. You're like, you take vacations all the time. I think at that point it's just aggressive. You're always gone. I don't I'm think like, it was okay. there was nothing passive about my aggression. <laughs> it just was flat out. Stop leaving, Rachel. <laughs> I was like, you you're more than welcome to take these vacations. And then you were like, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna start taking vacations. You know, part of it I think is around the idea that my mind would create vacation as a challenge or something I had to overly plan or think about. And then it became more clear that I just had to pick a destination, buy the fricking ticket and everything else would just come together at that point in time. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for that. Well, of course, I'm glad I could inspire your exploration. So how have things been? Things. Oh my gosh. We haven't checked in in so long. Things have been changing. There are changes in the weather, the season. It's now crisp and cool outside, although still sunny. And I'm loving that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's upcoming changes to my life as well. Um, big announcement, spoiler alert for anyone that listens and I haven't seen you yet in session. We will talk about this when you come in next. Um, <laughs> but I, I just kidding. I already sent out uh, an email to most people letting them know I am going to be moving back to Cleveland and away from Chicago, which I have called home for eight years now. Um, so that's a big change that's been happening. So I love how our discussion started with me feeling very hurt because you keep leaving (laughs) and then you just had to up the ante after I finally, I finally balanced this out by being like, no, Rachel, I'm going to go on vacations. And then your response to all of this is I'm leaving Chicago. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) That's, that's the kind of relationship we have. Oh, it's not true. I'm not trying to leave anybody. This is the, this is my way to get closer to my values and a big value of mine, which I've talked about here before is family and I have a three-year-old nephew that's getting bigger and I've got a brother and sister-in-law and parents and, you know, people that I want to be able to increase these awesome experiences with. So that was a huge pullback for me. Um, So it's bittersweet to say the least. I'm excited about it, but I'm really, 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 really sad as well and really anxious. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to what we're going to be talking about in relation to how do we put up those, those types of boundaries in our lives, whether it's deciding that it's time to move because I need to be closer to where my family is or where my friends are, or I need to maybe challenge myself to align my career in a different direction by making certain changes. Totally. Totally. And with this change elicits a lot of 
moving pieces. And I think that's why my anxiety has been up a lot and my sadness has been there because it is now putting in place, okay, so what is important in Chicago right now? What do I want to make sure that I do? What's on my bucket list? Who do I want to make sure that I cultivate relationships with? I was talking to you the other day and I wanted to you know, share this with other people too. I've recently been reaching out to people that Maybe, you know, we've been busy because it's summer, they've been gone at weddings, or I've been, you know, busy traveling or whatever it is. And I've really been reaching out to people and saying, hey, you're important in my life. I really want to make sure that I get to see you before I leave and at least spend this time together. Um, And a big boundary that I put in place with that is if people aren't responsive to it, where let's say they don't text me back at all. I'm not going to continue to reach out and try to cultivate that relationship. And that's a boundary that's hard to put in place, but it's also kind of this recognition of, and really diving into those relationships. Do I want to continue to keep putting in and putting in and putting into this relationship that maybe I'm not getting a lot back from? And that's a huge, really hard boundary because I don't really have the opportunity to continue right now to continue to put into that relationship in this space because I'm not going to be in Chicago. And when it's longer distance, as everyone knows, it's a lot harder to, and I don't want to be the only person fueling that relationship. I think there's so many people who can agree with that. And uh, it oddly enough also is very kind of connects with what Alan was sharing with us last time regarding, you know, ambiguity in relationships. If you feel ambivalent about certain connections with people, one of the things that strikes me, you know, if if there's kind of uh, twins or related concepts, it's boundaries and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I would want to kind of put out into the universe is there is this moment where Rachel and I have taken pretty much the same break every Monday or Tuesday, typically Tuesdays, following a meeting at work. And we go for this kind of hour long walk. Mm-hmm. And usually during that walk, we'll try to just talk about whatever's going on, grab a lunch. And we've turned this into a ritual. And on this this walk in particular this week, you know, I saw my favorite version of Rachel is a very physically present Rachel. And we're walking and suddenly she just like slaps my chest <laughs> and she's just like, oh my gosh. And I just turn, I'm like, what, 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 what happened? <laughs> I just had a bout of sadness. Yeah. And it just, it just, was so beautiful and so kind of freeing for me to, you know, share in that that realization that we're both transitioning into a space and, you know, you physically stopping me and physically bringing up that boundary for all of us to say, hey, you know, I'm leaving and I'm going to miss you. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because it's true. I was so overcome by that emotion. And I think one boundary that I've put in place to protect myself a little bit in this process, and I don't think it's a healthy boundary. I'm going to be very clear with that. You know, as a therapist, guess what? Sometimes I don't put in place healthy boundaries, but I think in that moment, in that walk, and I appreciated it so much with having you there with me to go and process through and realize I'm not having a healthy boundary right now was my boundary was put in place to block me from these emotions because I was feeling overwhelmed. And as we talked about in that last episode, fine, that can be healthy for a certain amount of time, 
But if we keep doing it, we're going to keep avoiding it. And therefore it's going to come back and it's going to hit us. And that's what happened in that moment. It, it just literally hit me. I was overcome with, oh God, oh my God, this is happening. And I'm not going to be able to have these walks with Fabrice. They're not going to look like this. And that makes me sad. You know, this, this week in particular for me has been kind of resonant with, go, I went on a trip to New York last week. So I was catching up with old friends that I hadn't seen, family members that I hadn't seen. And I felt like this week, all of it kind of collided together in the space where human relationship for me, especially being a minority male, son of immigrant, you know, son of immigrants, attempting to find my place in the world, find who do I adapt to, who do I connect with and always finding myself sometimes outside or isolated or vexed how to connect with people. I couldn't do it. So this week was interesting because I kind of came to this realization that as difficult as relationships are for me, and I think for ourselves as human beings, they're also profoundly powerful. You know, being able to take these walks with you, the boundaries that we put around it in terms of you know, every Tuesday at four, having that place to go to where I would even start changing when I would exercise in the day to make sure I would have time so that I would be able to say yes mm-hmm. when you came in. And it was never, you never came in with a rule that was like, Fabrice, you must walk with me. <laughs> I think I ask every single week. <laughs> you, you, would, you would ask, you would show appropriate boundaries and ask every single week. And I would always show up for that. And I think that that's an important part to kind of discuss when we're looking at boundaries and friendships and relationship is that boundaries are not about cutting people off completely. It's in some ways very much the opposite. It's about being very present to the things that you're feeling and going through and experiencing and relating that in a very honest way without without guarding yourself. And maybe that that's something I think we can... I'd love to get your feedback on what does it look like to say I have I'm putting up a boundary in place versus guarding myself. That's a, such a great point because I think in these relationships and these people that I'm trying to reach out to before I leave and hang out and spend time with it's hard. It's hard to figure out what that is because I feel hurt by the people that aren't responding or maybe aren't responding in a way that I want them to. And I think that that's also maybe a a judgment I'm putting on it as it should look like this. You should want to hang out with me. And instead of recognizing maybe they're at at a different stage with this relationship or or what have you. Um, But I think it's hard to balance that out. I think what I'm trying to do in that moment is say, this is my boundary of, I'm not going to continue to follow up if you haven't texted me back. I'm not going to continue to follow up and try to make plans with you if you have like cancel our plans or continue to cancel our plans or what have you and that. So, but in the same token, I think that there is a bit of a wall that comes up with those relationships because there's been hurt. So the trust level has gone down. I don't necessarily trust this. I think trust is on a spectrum like we've talked about before. I don't necessarily trust this person to be there for me, to show up for me when I need them because maybe their priorities are different than me and maybe this relationship does just change. So maybe instead of guarding myself, I need to come to a place of acceptance of what that relationship now will look like 
because relationships to continue to evolve or devolve in some senses. And it's more getting to that understanding of, okay, this person was a really awesome person in my life for that stage of my life. They were a great friend. They showed up when I needed them to. Now though, they can't do that for whatever reason it is. So my boundary is I'm not going to continue to reach out. I'm not going to continue to make plans. However, I am open to if they want to come back and have a conversation about this, I would love to do that. If they want to reach out to me and talk more about that, I would love that. So I think instead of putting up that wall and being like, well, fuck this person, it's more of why don't I just say, okay, this relationship now just looks different. So much of what you just said there, Rachel, to me reveals the complexity that's involved in connecting with other people and showing up at boundaries. As a person who is in a divorced relationship, Mm -hmm. I think anyone who has a kid and is it divorced or anyone who's in a state of a blended family or anything like that, Mm -hmm. there are so many things that come up around what can you ask of someone? What can you expect out of someone? For me, the first few years of my relationship with my ex-wife really looked like, in some ways, a big failure of asserting appropriate personal boundaries. Mm. It looked like me, first of all, I felt a lot of guilt and shame about our relationship ending. Mm -hmm. So that eroded my sense of personal boundaries and space. So I wasn't using I statements like you were as you were talking about it. I wasn't looking at it from the point of view of my ex-wife or whatever she might have been dealing with or going through. Instead, there were all of these internal battles and conflicts happening with me, how I thought I was failing as a father, how I thought I had failed as a husband, how I thought I had failed in so many different ways. I was carrying that within me and that was eroding my sense of personal boundaries. So what ended up happening was I kept trying to acquiesce or agree to whatever demands were placed without ever taking a full stock of whether or not they were healthy, Mm. whether or not I could actually live up to those types of promises. It's like people pleasing, you know? It's this thing in our society that is still, I don't know, that people see it as shameful and weird. And the fact that, you know, you got married and now you've got to get a divorce and it's this whole hodgepodge of stuff. And then you get remarried, right? Which is Mm -hmm. great and amazing but people still just don't know how to treat that, right? So then as us, we're like, okay, well, I need to appease my ex-wife as well as my wife. Most definitely. And so it took years and greater conflicts for me to ever finally come into that place where I was like, I have to start putting boundaries within myself. Bingo. I can connect this even not just with mindful chatter as being a place where we were finally able to create a space, I think, to talk about our feelings, places, and there's a boundary around our time. But also in connecting with Alan over the last year, Alan is such a person where his personal boundaries are very, very well defined by him. And watching him and you kind of play those boundaries out has given Alan me- Alan and I have great boundaries. You and Alan have amazing boundaries. <laughs> um, they just high-fived each other. <laughs> I just, I just saw it was that. an air five, that was great. Yeah, they, they, yeah. <laughs> So learning a lot from you guys around that. So I had this conflict with my my ex-wife around something that she had said to my wife that was really inexcusable. And for the first time I realized I need to stop talking to this person until they apologize. Mm-hmm. This was really hard for me. Sure. It 
meant that when my ex-wife texted me certain things about my daughter, I didn't respond to her individual texts. I only responded. I made up a pretty clear rule, which was, I'm not going to respond to you directly. I'm only going to respond in a group forum. I'm only going to respond through email. So anything that we exchange from now on is going to be documented and it's going to be mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do any of the side talk or you and I talk alone in a hallway while exchanging you know, Aveline for the weekend. Great. And at first I thought to myself, this is going to cause more problems. This is going to lead to greater conflict. It didn't. In fact, I stopped getting texts that were interrupting my day. I stopped having to fight with my ex about certain things that I was choosing in my household or with my wife. I was able to have more free space to think about the things that I wanted to do in terms of my vacations, plans like that, because we were gonna schedule our time way more in advance, so we put boundaries even around that, expectations around money, expectations around a bunch of things. And so the conflict that I thought was gonna happen didn't happen. And what's more amazing is on Tuesday, first day of first grade, it's my wife, my ex-wife, and myself. We're all kind of standing outside. My daughter had just gone into her classroom and my ex-wife looks at the both of us and she actually apologized What? for how she's been throughout the course of our relationship. And Good for her. I was I was I was blown away. I was blown away because here I had thought that putting boundaries would lead to a person not understanding me, a person rejecting me, creating more issue, and it had the actual opposite impact. Well, it takes a strong woman to say that, so I think that's awesome. And I think what you're you're saying in this is I mean, healthy boundaries are so good to promote change because what we're doing is we're not reinforcing those negative behaviors that other people are engaging in. And this reminds me, and I, I want to go in a little bit more on healthy boundaries in personal and work life too. This is something that comes across our office space all of the time. And I, I've talked about this before on the podcast previously, I've had very stressful, not very healthy jobs. And what I would do is I would go to work and I would come home and I would think about work and then I would wake up and I would think about work and then I would go to work and then I'd come home and all I did was work and all I could think about were the clients that I was seeing and all I could think about was the to-do list I had on work and I burned out so quickly. And I decided in that moment when I was like sobbing in my car on the way to work every single day. Like you do when you're in the mental health field. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Everyone has sobbed in their car at least one time. Every therapist you know has taken the time to sob in their car for a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, the emotions. And if you you don't have a car, you sob in an Uber. Yeah. You sob somewhere. (laughs) You definitely make it work. Um, But I knew (laughs) that it was a problem when I was sobbing every single day on my way to work. My frustration was high. My anxiety was at like an all time high. And I just stopped and I was like, this isn't me. Like something has got to change. And I put in, cause I wasn't making any money then I put in the boundary of I'm not working more than 40 hours a week. I'm not doing it. So I literally started to count the hours that I was working and I would, if something wasn't done, then I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't do it. I had someone else needed to take over or I would delegate or I would do that. But what I also started to do was I put a boundary at, as soon as I left the office 
From my office to my home, my commute was the time where I was going to process everything that happened during that day. And then my doorway kind of acted like this little, I don't know, boundary barrier that as soon as I walked through it, everything from the day, and I would actually visualize this, every, everything from the day was not allowed in. It actually like stayed on the outside. And if those thoughts came up about work, I would remind myself, nope, all of that is right outside the door. You can pick it up as soon as you go back to work, but you can't do it right now. And then what I would do on my way to work is I would pick it all back up. I would think of all the things I needed to do do for that day from my door to my work on my commute. That's the time I would spend doing it. So I put in place this boundary that if I'm at home, I'm doing home. And if I'm at work, I'm doing work. And my commute was just that nice little barrier to put the boundary in between the two. So often a lot of the guests that we see and work with and that I hear is people don't create that that boundary. They don't put up those visualizations that you suggested that you created for yourself, which says that when I cross over this threshold, my work is done. Right. No matter what it's going to be. A lot of the time, because of this culture of emails and text messages, there's this pervasive sense that you should always be available to do your job. That's not healthy. No, I have so many people that are like, well, I have, you know, I've got the work email on my phone. I'm like, just delete it. Did you, you don't have to have it on your phone. You can have it on your computer. You cannot access it. Like people will be like, yeah, I was up until three in the morning answering emails. I'm like, why was everyone else asleep? They're like, yeah, probably. And you know, it's incredible because one of the subtle things that I hear quite a bit from not only just my own partner, but also people in different kind of guests that I work with in couples, people don't know what you're doing on your phone. Mm-hmm. Your phone acts like a, as an ambiguous slate. So at times people aren't really sure. Like, are you doing work on your phone? Are you just checking Facebook? Are you, Mm -hmm. so there's no sense of boundary within even that relationship. So you can't like, often I'm telling people after a certain point in time, put your phone away, get it out of your sight, get it out of your, your life Mm -hmm. so that you can just fully be there and be present and creating that boundary will signal to other people that they should be present for you. Yeah. Along with having healthy boundaries, sometimes we can put up too harsh boundaries. Um, And that's kind of like what I was talking about earlier, where if we're hurt, we might put up this huge wall that protects us just overall. But what that huge wall does is it actually really inhibits us from creating any connection. And that's not good because we need to create connections with people we need to be able to. If there's a huge wall in front of me, I can't reach through it to connect with you. My energy can't get through it to meet your energy and form that awesome bond. A lot of times we can get these from having attachment injuries where someone hurt us, whether maybe it's our parents and they really struggled to form healthy attachments with us, or if we have a really bad breakup, which we've talked about before, breakups or you know, relationships, bad friendships, Those types of things can really create these attachment injuries, which can inhibit us from forming connections and really put up way too big boundaries that are just like, nope, I can't trust anyone. I don't want to be near anybody. I'm just not going to do this. I think I couldn't help but imagine if you looked at a map, right? Yeah, you can see boundaries that say this is this country, this is this body of water, Mm -hmm. this is this thing. However, if you zoomed out far enough, it's just the world. 
And therefore we're all connected and we all share a sense of responsibility, even if at times on an individual level, you don't want to acknowledge or see it. And I think that's what we're doing when we're talking about the difference between setting up a boundary that's healthy versus maybe putting up a wall where you're saying there's no sense of connection. There's no sense of responsibility. You did this thing to hurt me. Therefore, I'm, I'm done with you. I don't have to connect with you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a different sense. Looking at the recent hurricanes and things like that, I've been Which, sending all of our love and energy and positive vibes and you know, if you have an opportunity to help out in any way you can with these, I mean, that's two hurricanes in like two weeks. It's and the Irma's still going on right now. Most definitely, and could potentially so be hitting South Florida. Yeah. You know, so um, hopefully, whenever this episode airs, everything turned out you know in a safer form for mm-hmm. my family. Love you guys, uh, and all of Florida also as well, and Texas to Puerto Rico, and, yeah. and to so many of the islands that make a Republic and Haiti. Everywhere right now. that it, all of the like that Harvey hit. Right. And once again, you know, it's those boundaries that this is a shared experience. And so something I've kind of asked people to reflect upon is what is the purpose of a dam? Mm. And hold water in. To hold water in, right? Mm -hmm. It's not there, though, to make water disappear. Mm -mm. So what does that allow us to do if we have a dam in place? It's to stop flooding. And I think that's what I believe that boundaries are really there to do. It's not to make negative things or make a situation disappear. It's there to kind of prevent the flooding. Mm. So that, because once you've flooded a situation, it's too overwhelming. And at that point, everything gets drowned. So having health. Yeah, and that's not good. So I think having healthy boundaries is just a way of saying, I'm not going to be able to make some of these negative things, these these things that happen in life that maybe I can't control, I can't maybe necessarily make them disappear. Mm-hmm. But I can say, I'm not going to allow this thing to flood me in the way that it usually does. Because once I'm flooded, my reactions, my flexibility, all of that gets reduced. Yeah. This has been episode 21 about boundaries about good boundaries bad boundaries all of the fun boundaries uh we hope that you enjoyed it alan you know how i've been promising you that he's getting new music out he did and he has a new song and it's amazing he's our producer and he's fabulous and he's awesome and the song is called virgin you can find it on soundcloud.com slash silly and vibes he's amazing and incredible so go subscribe listen share with all your friends Uh, We also have a website. Check it out, mindfulchatter.org. Subscribe to our channels to be the first to hear our episodes. We are up as Mindful Chatter on iTunes. We're also up on Stitcher. We're on soundcloud.com slash mindfulchat. Go to these forums and make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you rate us. The more that you rate us, the more that we get out there to the world. And we're going to share this week with who? I think we should share it with anyone who is a survivor of the hurricane just you know let them know that we love you we care about you okay sure send it to anybody that might be affected by this that might need a little uplifting um so send it to them and also send it to a friend just do do both because i think that sounds great in case you don't know anybody but if anything at least send positive vibes that way because i think that that would be positive healing vibes and that 
arena. So we're also up on Twitter at Mindful Chat, and you can send any inquiries or topics you want us to talk about to Mindful Chatter Podcast at gmail.com. This has been Mindful Chatter. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>